Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly, that's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Aha! Damn! Back of the net. Monkey tennis? In no way, you big spastic, you're a mentalist! Damn! Sorry, that was just a noise. Monkey tennis? I got, uh, really drunk last night. Sick everywhere. Monkey tennis? Uh, minor criticism, more distance between the eggs and the bean. Monkey tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. You're unpacking basically beef tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Can I have a glass of water, please? Hello again and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark. I'd like to tickle your pink. Tickle you pink. Nick Alder. Meat free lilt. And Tom Stab. I'm in a good mood. So thanks for joining us again for a special feedback episode. We've had so many of you get in touch this week. We had to literally dozens. It actually is. This is probably the most feedback we've ever had to any episode of Partridge, isn't it? Uh, yeah, with episode three last night, definitely the most messages I think we've had in a single evening. Yeah, Absolute so shit tons. A huge deluge. So we've picked out a few of our favourites and we would like to run through them with you now, starting with one from Mr. Tom Dark. Well, it's a, it's a thorny issue of bad maths, basically, which our very own host uh, made a bit of a balls up uh, when it came to John's age at his death. Um 
So Bill James wrote in saying, Hi guys, someone born in June 1953 and who died in February 2019 would definitely be 65. That aside, podcast is top notch. Now, I don't know if they actually did specify he was born in June 1953. I haven't gone back to the episode to check, but I mean, essentially... He's right. Even if you assume that the episode aired on 4th of March and he died on 3rd of March as the latest possibility, that means as long as his birthday on 1953 was any day after the 3rd of March, then yes, he would have been 65, not 66. What I'm hearing from you is that uh, Bill James has said that he was born in June, but we don't know that. So in summary, what I'm hearing is Bill's made a mistake. I've made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. We've all made a mistake. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on. But basically, if, if he did die on, say, oh, 3rd no, March... Let, let, let's not move on. Let's keep talking okay, about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, Adam, are we going to get a soz, or will you upgrade that to a full sorry? I think <laughs> it is only really worth a soz, so that's all, that's all you're going to get until I mess up again. I think I'd agree. Um, okay, well, moving on, we've had a message from Peter Millett on Facebook who says, I'm just stoked that Steve Coogan is still doing it after 25 plus years because he's finding it funny to play Alan. I guess the longevity of the character creates expectations, which sometimes can be unrealistic. If Basil Forty or Mr. Bean were still rebooting themselves decades later, then you can guarantee there would be people complaining and wishing the character to remain in a time capsule. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, but the idea of Mr. Bean being rebooted is one that genuinely appeals to me. No. It's uh, oh, oh, bonus idea. Why not have him uh, break out of a time capsule? He's already <laughs> been, it. he's already been on holiday and presumably to space <laughs> or something. You know, it's one of the few ideas left for him to explore. Is, what, was that, was that a thing? Mr. Bean in space? I don't know. Maybe it's just a dream I had. <laughs> or a nightmare. <laughs> And now moving on to what we've decided to call for fops, which are female fans of Partridge. Last week, Sarah left a voicemail um, asking where all the uh, for fops are, and uh, quite a few have been in touch, which is great to see. Uh, first of all, we've got Lisa Mary Hall, who said, "I felt Sarah's voicemail when she said she doesn't know any other women who love Partridge so much. I know you're all hiding out there somewhere." Vicky Dowsett has also been in touch saying, I'm a female superfan. I listen to Partridge, either Nomad or iPartridge, or your podcasts every night and have done so for years and watch the TV shows over and over. And Freya Douglas McTurk has been in touch and she's actually set up a female superfan uh, Facebook page, uh, which you can find at Major Women's Whiplash Alan Partridge's Lucky Ladies on uh, on Facebook. <laughs> so if there's any for fops out there who want to join that Facebook group, there's the name for a great, to search great for. title. Yeah, yep, great title. Fantastic, you might say. Uh, and Katie Roberts, finally, there are plenty of female Partridge superfans, myself included. Maybe it's just that men are more likely to share their opinions on social media like they do with everything, including the female reproductive system. She's absolutely done us there, hasn't she? I mean, <laughs> that might be men, not specifically us. Yeah. <laughs> men in general. Uh, very much so. Uh, another fofop gets in touch uh, on a slightly different tip who did an Alan Partridge burlesque tribute uh, she says I'm a burlesque performer and I'm emailing in response to Sarah female Partridge superfan from last week's mini episode Sarah have no fear we female Partridge superfans are out there in fact once upon a time I did a Partridge burlesque tribute act she goes on to say it was equal parts horrifying awful and amazing I looked nothing like him the wig and makeup left very little to be desired but my costume was comprised of tiny blue running shorts a gilet and an awful charity shop jumper I spent the act stripping in exchange for a promised second series and 
and intermittently shouting out some choice phrases, sweet feet. Funnily enough, our sound man that night was named Dan, so I had a brief interval of shouting Dan repeatedly. My final reveal was a nod to the tucking-in moment in Alpha Papa. After my posing pouch perished, I turned around to reveal tiny cone-shaped nipple covers, a murky with Steve Coogan's face, and a Toblerone tucked between my legs. I then waddled off the stage asking if anyone wanted to kiss my face. Keep up the great podcast, and please don't judge me. So I have a question. What's more terrifying, Alan's face superimposed onto that of a child or the description of the, what you've just read out, Adam? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Alan's face on the face of a child is still very fresh in my memory, so I feel more haunted by, uh, by that <laughs> prospect. This sounds more just like a bit of fun. I think we can agree they're both equally terrifying, but perhaps the most terrifying thing of all is Dark Lynn. Ryan Tomlinson has been in touch with a theory on Dark Lynn. He writes, uh, Just a thought on Dark Lynn as you've aptly dubbed her. My initial thoughts on this new Lynn, who has aged a bit since we last saw her, that she's now got some serious teeth on her, gunning for Jenny's blood in episode one and being very sinister in episode two. I feel her behaviour reminds me of the description of her mother from I'm Alan Partridge. Just not as a racist. Now she's gotten older, she's got much more passive-aggressive and biting, inheriting that evil genius nature from her mother. Just a theory. A very good theory, Ryan. It's a good reading, yep. And now some episode two specifics. First up, we have a message from Scott Varnum, who says, My favourite bit was easily, it's no exaggeration to say, then starting the next thought with, exaggeration? Possibly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's very good. We didn't that's pick up a great on that, spot. did we? Yeah, no, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Uh, good to know that even with an hour and a half of us uh, going into great detail, there is still more gags <laughs> to be mined. Um, Mark C. Baxter writes regarding your discussion about the reference to the scene from Ghost in the Twitter feed at the end the pot turning into the ashtray may also be a reference um, from the parody scene in the Naked Gun 2.5 where this actually happens Uh, I haven't seen that film in years and have no recollection of that scene I haven't seen it in ages but something like that happens yeah so yeah a great spot and huge if true yeah (laughs) Um, and then finally from Michael Brennan who writes does anyone else feel we are being led to be much more supportive of Alan in this series i.e. we want him to get the win the son of the head of factual programming section and the last few minutes being the prime example anyway he says I'm off to watch Gibraltar CID on UK Conquest hashtag John gone (laughs) I I think we'd all agree with that wouldn't we Absolutely, yeah. I, I find myself wanting Alan to win more and more. And uh, yeah, it used to be, it's kind of the inverse of the Alan we, we once knew. We have some more episode two specific feedback, uh, starting with Dave, who sent us a WhatsApp. Thanks, Dave. He says, I can't help thinking that the more subtle the moment, the more funny it actually is. I also agree totally the level of absurdity in the world today is actually diluting ap's impact um yeah that's something that has uh, been picked up in the media i think we spoke about it last week it was the daily mm. mirror i think yeah there's almost some elements that alan is a sane man in an insane world whereas it used to be the other way around yeah and i do i do kind of agree with dave that the, the subtle moments are, are really really funny particularly and i mean we've covered this a little bit but the face acting what's going on in the background sort of what the extras are doing there's some really nice little bits of comedy that perhaps you pick up more and more do you watch it obviously for the purposes of this we have to watch it a few times i find that there's little uh, little bits in the script or little physical bits of comedy that i don't pick up on first viewing yeah, no, I completely agree. Like there is, there's so much detail and layer um, to the jokes. It's not just the obvious things that are being said. It's it's the things going on behind the scenes as well. 
Uh, and next we have Hugh who says, uh, I've only watched this time episode two once so far and found myself looking at Jenny more than Alan because the way she looks at him when he's talking is the highlight of the series so far for me. It really is first class. Very much agree, Hugh. Yeah, I think she is the uh, the hidden weapon of this series of this time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So we've had a couple of calls into the Monkey Tennis hotline. Don't forget you can get in touch. Leave us a voicemail or a WhatsApp voice note. Uh, 07923 600 um, I think first this week we're going to hear from Graham from Swindon. Hi, Graham from Swindon here. I... I think that was probably the best 30 minutes of Alan Partridge I've ever seen. It was absolutely fantastic. And I got genuinely, genuinely excited thinking we were going to see Denise turn up in that scene. Sadly, it didn't happen, but it was still absolutely brilliant. And I very much look forward to watching it once or twice before hearing the podcast. Cheers. Thanks very much, Graham. Yep, I think we share your disappointment in not catching a glimpse of Denise after this, what, 20-year wait since we first discovered that Alan had a daughter. Uh, doesn't mention her much, but when he does, really does have some emotional heft. Uh, next up, we've got a call from another Fafop. It's Hannah this time. Hi, Monkey Tennis. Uh, Hannah here from Love and the Key of Partridge. Um, not sure I'd call myself a writer, um, but very thank you. I am just repurposing other people's content. Um, but I did think I would share some of my initial thoughts on episode three with you. A couple of standout moments for me. I'm generally really enjoying the facial acting from Steve in this series. Um, They're the subtlest moments for me, but they're some of the funniest, particularly in this episode when after he says what's up, he realises what he's done and that it's just the most uncool thing that he probably could have done in a section about teenagers. Um, Just really loved it. Really loving the interplay between Alan and Ruth. Um, Particularly enjoyed it when he started to get one up on her um, and actually got Jenny involved as well. And he really started to mock her by actually mimicking how she um, agrees um, with Jenny every single time. So I absolutely, absolutely love that part. 
Low points for me felt really lazy to reuse um, Simon and the digi wall again, photo shoot aside, which I thought was brilliant. Um, but yeah, it just felt really lazy to me. Um, and I also, on a similar vein, I really hope that they don't reuse the Ruth joke too much. Um, I am, as I just mentioned, really loving that. And I just, I hope it doesn't get overused. Um, also, I really didn't enjoy the corporal punishment school section. Um, just didn't gel well with me. And I'm not keen on Alan's little musical interludes. Overall, I'm just really loving having Alan back in my life. Um, there's so many great moments in it. Lots of classic Alan, lots of really subtle moments. And definitely loads of material for me to start harassing men on internet dating with Alan Partridge quotes again. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks very much for that, Hannah, friend of the show and also the pioneer behind uh, Loving the Key of Partridge, where she effectively uses Partridge quotes to... Uh, talk to men on tinder uh you can find her as a guest on a previous episode as well uh yeah lovely to hear from another for fop and if you wanted to check out uh love in the key of partridge you can do so at love in the key of partridge.tumblr.com you just had to say that i just had to say that <laughs> um any, any points to take out from hannah's uh, message for me in particular the musical interludes i would agree i really don't like the fact every major vt we've had in each episode, there's been a bit of him singing in and out of them. That doesn't gel well for me. I just like that she said, very thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that mean you didn't enjoy Alan's uh, st- uh, song, The Sandwich? Uh, I quite enjoyed I th- it this week. I, I think that was it. a bit better. But actually, that's something we didn't really discuss in the previous episode. Where all, where all of a sudden has Alan become a songwriter? That's never been referenced in <laughs> in any of the books. And be, being in what was that band, the Anglican, whatever it was oh, called, these, these these Anglican men. Yeah, like that's never Anglican been referenced men. before. Where, where's that come from in the Partraverse? We do not know. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Maybe we'll find out, but crucially, probably not. Um, (laughs) Should we move on to some feedback about episode three? Yes. 
Okay, I so as we said, I think this is probably last night uh, probably the most feedback we've had in a single evening on an episode so far. So there are literally too many messages to mention you all by name, but essentially lots of people commenting that it was the best episode of the series so far, calling it a total classic. Lots of people telling us that they were in tears of laughter. Uh, a few key quotes from people. Liam Pickles said, the best episode since Gary Wilmot's wedding. Christopher Roberts said, the best thing he's done with the character since knowing me, knowing you. Um, but on the other side of that, Trevor Aird said, utter rubbish, I have funnier corns and matt smith said poor thank god fleabag series 2 is on to ease the pain of Titi wap um so not universally praised but on the whole i'd say nine on ten uh, as, as far biggest... as matt sorry as, as far as matt's comment goes uh i mean i can't agree with him that Titi wap is not brilliant but uh, i certainly appreciate the praise for fleabag series yeah. 2 which is also fleabag, excellent. fleabag is amazing yeah um but yeah, the biggest point of agreement uh, amongst feedback we've had seems to be that Sidekick Simon is essentially being underused. So Gary Adams wrote to us, Sidekick Simon is being wasted. Ballsing up the tech was slightly amusing the first time, not the second time. Uh, which I think is a fair point. I mean, I didn't hate that segment, but it was the same punchline that we'd already had. And I just think Simon's such a great character. I'd quite like to see him being the roving reporter or something like that. I think that could be a really funny angle, which I think... Adam, was that a prediction from you that we might get to see that perhaps? Yeah, I said on yesterday's episode, I would like to see him get Ruth's job at the end of the series. But to be fair, by my own admission, that is a pie in the sky uh, theory that is very unlikely to come to pass. Yeah, I mean, I guess what we're three episodes in, we've got another three to go. So it's really hard to figure out if there are going to be any bigger story arcs yet to play out. Also, if he can't be trusted uh, under supervision (laughs) with with four buttons on a digi-wall, how is he going to handle being handed a mic out in the sticks on his own? Not well. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good point. Um, the other major point of agreement on our uh, social media feedback was that Schoolboy Allen was the stuff of nightmares, and I think we could all agree with that as well. And to wrap up this uh, feedback episode, uh, my personal favourite bit of feedback from Malcolm Robb. Uh, he says, another great episode. I appreciate that you like the detail and so good to see the return of Alan's yellow jacket. Uh, I think we can all agree that the return of the giant jacket was, a, was an episode highlight. Uh, and he says, uh, it is a Rab Expedition 8000, usually used for high altitude mountaineering above 8000 metres. And he's included a picture that we could perhaps share on our socials. Um, I'm not 100% sure it is the jacket. I mean, it does mm. strike a very strong resemblance, but I'm not sure it's the exact one. I can't I see it. I mean, any... it's yellow. <laughs> it is yellow, and it's great. But I, I seem to remember on the jacket in the show, there's some black piping on the jacket, and I can't see any evidence of black piping on this specific jacket. I think the main point being, it's a jacket intended for high-altitude mountaineering, not just driving around in a yes. car. <laughs> or, or battle reenactments. Or that. Um, so that brings us to the end of all the f- the best of the feedback this week if you'd like to get in touch with us please do we really appreciate it Instagram at Monkey Tennis Pod Twitter at The Partridge Pod Facebook.com slash The Partridge Pod The Partridge Pod at gmail.com and that Monkey Tennis hotline is 07923 600 we'll be back with you next Wednesday for another episode looking at episode 4 of this time uh, from all of us at Monkey Tennis the Alan Partridge fan podcast thanks and goodbye bye goodbye bye aha Back of the net. Monkey tennis? In no way, you big spastic, you're a mentalist! Damn! Sorry, that was just a noise. Monkey tennis? I got, uh, really drunk last night. Sick everywhere. Monkey tennis? Uh, minor criticism, more distance between the eggs and the beans. Monkey tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. You're like packing. Basically, beef tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Can I, can I have a glass of water, please?